real man, no phony. He better watch out for breathless Mahoney. Cause this girl's sexy and I'm talking about super hot. And she's working on Tracy's soft spot. Test too hard is the one he's in love with. Gotta keep a cool head so he don't flip. But Tracy's too tough for that. He gotta get prune face numbers in the rodent pack. Influencing the thugs at the wrist. Understand that Tracy don't quit till he gets his man. And I'm talking about them. Big Tracy. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Kane Pokchop Daniel. Hi, I'm uh, famous gangster Mumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Over there is Seb Seabass Godfrey. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm no, nah, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just... Your breath- Fuck. Bre- fucking balls that one up. Man. One fucking chance. <laughs> breathless and Mahoney over here. Yeah. Bre- <laughs> I'm breathless Mahoney. Hardly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you could probably tell, we don't have a guest. Uh, so it's just a OG, fabulous threesome. Um, the, <laughs> nobody just calls a couple of pals there breaking the trouble, your balls. The troublesome hey. threesome. Um, and, uh, and, and for this episode, uh, we went all the way back to 1990 90, um, to watch uh, Dick Tracy. Just a regular, normal movie. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. <laughs> um, so. Uh, <laughs> just Warren Beatty having a normal one. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> mm. so um yeah this is uh wow there's a lot to talk about in this film uh, yeah, I'd, I'd there like is. to say so um we're again we're going to be a little bit cheeky um I think Kane you saw it at the movies when you were what seven or eight or something yeah like I mean that. whatever it tracks um, to what, 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 what year was it 90 90 so, 90, so I would have been nine yeah. yeah um I, I don't even remember if I saw it at the movies yeah I didn't see it at the movies but I saw it on the I saw it on much. VHS um but uh, video but home the, system mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody went to school <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, look, can we, I guess, go around and, uh, what, what's your, uh, what's your memories? What are you, what are you, um, I just remember this being, um, I remember being excited about it before it came out. And then I remember being somewhat underwhelmed when I saw it because I thought it was going to be like another Batman. I thought it was going to be like another one of these soup, like a superhero yep. comic book. That's kind of what it was, what it was meant to be, right? They marketed the shit out of this yeah. movie. That that is what I remember is is the massive marketing push yep. behind it. Yeah, ads in comic books. I remember, you know what I mean. Uh, that that poster is very indelible. Oh, like that really, poster. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like. I guess there's nothing. Nobody would do be ballsy enough to do that these days. Like take. The, I mean, there's a caricature of Warren Beatty and Madonna, but it's it's just an illustration, a straight up like Art Deco illustration. Yeah, it's a great like, poster. It's yeah, a great it's poster, super poster. striking, yeah, super yeah, striking. Yeah. But nobody, I and mean, these days you'd have to put the star's face, the actual yeah. physical face, on the thing. Yeah, Beatty, Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing cast. I mean, that's the one thing about this: the cast, the ensemble cast that uh, Warren it's Beatty put together insane. is out of control. Mm. And then, and then he just goes and covers all their faces. He just like hides them all. So he's put this amazing cast together and then just hidden them all up, which is pretty party. funny. Yeah. I mean, the the supporting cast is just out of control. Fantastic. The weakest part about this film is Warren Beatty himself. As the director and the titular Dick Tracy, because he's like a wet fucking mop this whole this whole time. That was my 
That was your takeaway? Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. What about you, Kane? Um, yeah, I remember anticipating it a lot uh, because of that marketing push, you know, nine-year-old susceptible. Um, yeah, and it's so far back that I that I uh, find it hard to have vivid memories of my reaction to it. But um, what I can say is I remember feeling confused by it, that's for sure. Yeah. Because I did read the comics a bit. I had a weird comic diet as a kid um, because for some reason I didn't really have access to Marvel or DC. You know, I didn't have superhero comic books. So you read Dick Tracy as a kid? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I had had this weird, um, yeah, this weird comic diet. I read a lot of Dick Tracy, read a lot of like the Carl Barks, um, Scrooge McDuck, um, read, you know, obviously Asterisk. Asterix. Tintin. Less Tintin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And it's very confusing because, um, you know, Dick Tracy in the comic books is like this paragon of virtue. And he's like, uh, you know, just kind of the all-American pure, like, sort of guy. <laughs> he's very far from that in this movie. You know what I mean? Which is funny because Warren Beatty is such a fan, and he he's the one essentially driving this. That was driving the film to get it made. Yeah, and then he cast. He he said, "I'll direct it if I can. If I can be Dick Tracy." And eventually, the the studio said, "Yep, sure, okay, you can be Dick Tracy." And then he just he just didn't. I don't know. He didn't come through. He he really didn't well, do a played, whole lot. He played Warren Beatty, I think. <laughs> do, does does um. Do we have like what's what's kind of the background of the pro- to the production and stuff? Do, so there do we was have that? Uh, there was a version that was going to be directed about ten years earlier. Um, that I'm gonna balls this up, but uh, like I think Beatty was attached to be in it, but then he and the director did not get on at all. Um, like they'd started building sets and things mm-hmm. like that, but mm-hmm. he and Beatty just. Uh, and so the director left. Beatty said, "Well, I can direct," and the Paramount didn't want that. And then, uh, and so they basically shut down production. And then, I think uh, two or three years later, their ownership rights lapsed, and Beatty gobbled them up. And because, oh, because because the the original director wanted um, it to be like a real like. A bloody yeah, sort of gangster you know, film. real, and they wanted it to be more sort of comic booky. Yeah, and, the comic uh, books and then are like kind of charming and sweet in their own way. Yeah, you know what I mean they're they're, they're really after young death and murder and killing in it though, right? Yeah, but 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 they're not. I mean, at least in my recollection, they're not bleak or anything. You know, mm. what I mean, there's something quite sweethearted about, or not sweethearted, like idealistic about them you know the 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 virtue of morality and all that kind of thing you know what i mean um but then he yeah and so he bought the the rights to it and um a new script was put together and they took it to disney and Mm. the rest is history and so i mean this was um uh this was sort of and we'll talk a bit more about Batman later, but um, uh, but this was supposed to be like the big movie of that summer, and mm. it did not do. Uh, no, I don't imagine near as would. well. Uh, I mean, it did it did okay. Um, it was a forty-seven million production budget, which in uh, to, I've been doing a little bit of today's <laughs> yeah. dollars, uh, ninety-five 
um, million, uh-huh. um, and it made 163 or 331 million. So, like, not terrible, but not the blockbuster that Disney was hoping for, mm. um, which kind of put the kibosh on a lot of the the, the sequels and things like that. So, um, but um, but yeah. So I mean, I remember just. Again, I was uh, a year younger than you, Kane, and just enthralled, like just wanting to see this so much. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but then just never happened. You know, my badgering mustn't have been uh, enough, and uh, uh, um, and uh, and so yeah, it would, it would have been on tape or when it first came on telly um, that I saw it. And again, it's that thing of just not having much of a <laughs> much of a filter and going, oh, color, and you know, there, there we go. That was enjoyable enough, um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, like it's a, it's an odd movie and, but I think it's just, there is, uh, it, like you said, said the, like every, everywhere you look is someone really famous totally. or, or just a great, you know, supporting actor. And like, great cameos as yeah. well. Um, uh, like some, some people I had to look up, um, cause I wasn't sure because they, I guess you said like under a bit like, um. Uh, and in layers of prosthetics. Yeah, like uh, Paul Sorvino, yeah. his lips, yeah. Um, yeah. which I had no idea. And I still, that very, he, his character, who's I'm only in it briefly, has always been stuck in my mind for him slurping yeah. those oh, oysters. Totally, that, me too. That, that's um, stuck yeah. in my head as well. And it's so grotesque. Yeah, it is. And, and, and the like, way Madonna's <laughs> looking at him, like, yeah. oh, yeah. you're a pig. And he's and, just smashing, like. And, and I think I, like, that's. I never tried oysters for ages. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably and why. It really, why sort I'll, of had yeah. something. To, it might have had something to do with it. Me too. Like, it just really, I, I really just realized me. that then. Me too. Yeah. That's kind of why I even the seafood industry was back. probably very anti-Dick uh, Tracy. But huh. uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, when did you start eating oysters? If like, had, had, did your parents uh, have the restaurant? Yeah, they the had whole, the restaurant. Yeah, right. and I used to eat oysters and and stuff when I was like a, a little little kid. Yeah, and then I think I'm I honestly think it's post this film. I was like oysters are fucking disgusting. I'm not touching. Oh, so you had eaten oysters? Yeah, totally. Before. I used to yeah. eat everything. Yeah, I'd eat wow. the ass out of a live flying duck. <laughs> <laughs> but now, mate, <laughs> no, um, uh, no, not a fan. But yeah, I mean, like you got like Charles Durning as the chief. And William Forsyth, William who was Forsyth. in in The yeah. Rock, and it took me a while, like you know, it took me a while to sort of flat top to who it was yeah. as as flat top. Um, and uh, he was the most for me. That was the the visually most strongest character that I always. Yeah, if you say Dick Tracy, apart from the you know Dick himself, there's. Flat top, that character yeah. with the hair and the face and the Tommy gun leaning out the side yeah. of the car. Mm. That was it's that very is Dick prominent. Tracy. He's he's kind of I think one of the most prominent gangsters in the strips. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Yep. Actually, yeah. And in in doing just a little bit of research about it, I think he, uh, the writer of the comic strip, found it very hard to kill him off because he had such a a big a big following. Uh, all the fans loved him. There was a fan group that actually held uh, like a, a vigil for him when they killed him off in the in the comic strips, oh, really? and they'd, yeah. they'd get like flowers and stuff sent to his. Uh, the publishing house. Chester Gould. Chester Gould. There's Good that. name. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So many. Uh, James Kahn is in it. Yeah. And I, and I thought how, how um, cool it's uh, it's uh, Michael and Sonny back together. Yeah. yeah. Little, um, little Corleone reunion. That yeah. was pretty cool. Um, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the he's the um the the uh, what do you call it the district attorney. The dodgy district attorney. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Like, yeah. Um, uh, and one um. Uh, Glenn Headley, um, who plays yes. Tess Trueheart, yeah. who's 
she's. I think she's by far away the best. Like she's great. In this. I, I mean, she's one of my favorite um, films of all time, um, Dirty Rock Dirty Scoundrels, Scoundrels yeah. which I only watch again That's, recently. Yeah, and that she's is a fantastic. Funny, funny movie. Really, really, yeah. really yeah. funny yeah, yeah. film. And um, she's amazing in that. She's amazing yeah. in this. Um, sadly, passed away a couple of years ago. No way. Yeah, it's only like sixty-three. No, oh. sixty-three. Uh, it was like an embolism um, oh. kind of kind of thing. Because um, I just love that um, that uh, early sequence when when they first have the meal with the kid, and um, he uh, he takes the the twenty the, the you know the money off the table, and then she yeah. just turns around very nonchalantly. He's like. You want a broken arm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he just puts it some amazing yeah. dialogue between those two. Yeah. She's, Where she's like, who looks after you? He's like, I don't know who looks after you. Yeah. <laughs> she's got such a great face for the screen. Like there's something like that simultaneous. Kid. No, um, Glenn Headley. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Like she, she simultaneously looks vulnerable and strong. Like there's just something about the physicality she's of her a, face on screen. And a classic, uh, classic cinematic, classic, like and for they that shoot era, her, classic face. She gets a lot of... Uh, you know, just close up screen time as well, and yeah. it's just yeah. Um, we my, go, my, oh. my 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 uh, my shout out, my one shout character actor shout out goes to Charles Durning though. Yeah, love Charles Durning. Durning. Which he's the that? chief. He's the chief of police. Oh you know, uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. in a bunch of um, Com Brothers movies and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's the uh, he's the titular wearing Hudsucker and the Hudsucker uh, proxy yeah, that yeah. that uh, hauls himself out the window. Yeah, yeah. But then to sort of go uh, a bit like pull out on just the the scale of this production. I mean, we've got uh, Vittorio Storaro, who's the cinematographer who shot Apocalypse Now. Oh shit! Um, really? So. He- yeah, he's um, an amazing dude. Mm, um, and Last I thought, Emperor also, I think. Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, visually, this movie kind of like it's the it's extraordinary. It's, it's amazing. That, that, yeah. Like it's yeah. it's just Phenomenal. incredible. Um, but they uh, it's doing a little bit of reading around it, and um, and I think it it uh, rings true is. Because they were using all of the old, you know, painted backdrops and matte things paintings, like that. Yeah. Um, that was the last film in that, Hollywood to use those yeah. those matte paintings before um, they, everyone switched over. But to the problem CG. with those, and especially because it's um, because you've got so much action and they've got those sort of um, cross shots and things like mm. that, is that the camera has to be very static. Yeah, mm. and then there's heaps of those split focus shots as well. And why? And that was a, yeah, and, yeah, yeah dissolves. The split focus shots. Um, lots yeah. of those. Oh, um, cool. But we're, but. I think that also, like, leads to criticism of, like, this is not a very, there's no movement in this movie. It's not a dynamic (laughs) movie at all. No. Um, Like, and that's a, you know, but that was, I mean, that was a a choice because they, visually, fuck me, it's Opening shot where they pan yeah. across that matte painting and then zoom into another section of the yeah. city. Mm. is like, fuck. I don't, is, know how, yeah, is, I don't know how they did that. I don't know how that. they did I was confused because yeah. it's like it looks so real and organic because it was a matte painting. Yep. That, I, and, think, I think that the, the credit sequence shot, I think that involved yeah. quite a bit of miniatures as well. Yeah, I right. think it was more than just It was just like watching a, like a play, like a theatre play. There were, but like a, a recorded yeah. the lighting in there. Um, the other cool thing... Um, obviously the colors and the, the matte paintings and the, mm. the color of this, the whole, the whole thing was basically a six color palette based off the comic strip as well. So uh, that was yeah, just, yeah. it was green, like the yellow, blue, the green, the, the blue, the purple, the And yeah, they've the all just got white. those, like all the suits, so, you know, yeah. um, single yeah, color. So do we know who did the production design for it? So the production design was done by a guy called Richard Silbert, who has some big credits. 
Carlito's way with with uh, old mate um, oh. again. <laughs> That's funny. Bonfire of the Vanities, another <laughs> famously bad movie. Yeah. Um, Under the Cherry Moon, Prince movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was yeah. also very crazy looking. Did he do um, did Reds? reds? Yes. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, he That's did That's why red. I think, yeah. yeah. He, got he did Chinatown, hmm. Catch 22, Rosemary's Baby, The Graduate. Hmm. So this this guy's. That name yeah. is familiar. Manchurian yeah. Candidate. Shit. He's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, can I just drop one little fact about Victor- Vittorio Storaro mm-hmm. as well? Um, apparently, uh, during Apocalypse Now, um, I'm probably not getting this 100% right. There's a story about Apocalypse Now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've seen, like, uh, Hearts of Darkness, right? Like, like like, I mean, Francis Ford Coppola the whole time just looks like a wreck, just, like, just topless and hairy and just, like, sweaty and gross. And apparently, like, Vittorio Storaro, like, throughout the shooting managed to just wear like an immaculate white linen suit like spotless the whole time <laughs> like he's, he's kind of like one of those Italian yeah. kind of dudes who's just yeah. like always put together and is like this you know like like ogre like like you know Francis Ford Coppola like sweaty and hairy I don't know I, I, I just I loved that kind of image yeah it's such a you little certainly fact too fits, uh, <laughs> certainly fits this uh, well he, he would have fit in quite well uh, on, on set in this yeah. movie um, yeah so the production design that everything is is colored basically mm-hmm. like uh the suits they wear these yeah these really primary reds blues were well what you have to note like the the color itself they were the same color whether it was a red suit and a red backdrop they had like the pantone book was out for everything yeah the yeah the color was like perfectly in sync with yeah. the fabrics the the backgrounds everything that's what was impressive that one like yeah make that wall yellow so make it this canary yeah, yellow right. of this particular shade I imagine that must have been really hard it must yeah. Have, yeah it must have been a pain because, in the because the way a Things suit kind yeah. of like the the fabric of a suit reacts mm-hmm. um on film is going to be different to the color on a wall or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's right. I mean, production on this went over budget and, um, and Warren Beatty wanted to like do shots over and over again. And so mm. like, it would have just been, yeah, it would have been a tough, you know, production. I'm sure there's other examples, but this feels like, you know, and this comes a year after Batman and, um, but, uh, that I can't think of a movie that, I don't know if that's the right word. Hughes, Hughes closely, as closely to emulates. a comic, em, emulates a comic as much as then, I guess it was like Sin City, like oh, yeah. where like everything just looks mm. exactly like the comic, yeah, if was, you know what I mean. Like was, to, I, I felt whispers of totally. uh, Sin City. I reckon if it well. wasn't for this, there wouldn't be a, a Sin City as as, mm. as close to the comic book as, as yeah. Well, yeah, I, the, 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 the thing that a, that occurred to me is like, yeah, I th- that makes a lot of sense to me and, and ratifies kind of what I thought that they were just trying to mimic the colors that would have been in the strip so directly. It's because they, they clearly did this out of this instinct to be yeah, true to the form. Of like yeah, the... exactly. But what they ended up with is just something lurid and strange kind of and psychedelic ki- yeah yeah, and kind of like unnerving and yeah. grotesque you know you know yeah. what i mean and i think that they were just trying to yeah like hit the look of these kind of almost naive 1930s is it like yeah it's not yeah late books? 30s i think there's yeah. like a little cheeky shot that says something about 1938 yeah because yeah. it because it is it uh with the dick tracy's and i um should look this up 
is it just a single person who did those comics? Like, because like, yeah, you know, I think with it was Batman, just a good guy. yeah, because like yeah. with Batman, you had like lots of different people yeah. having lots. You know, even before the nineteen eighty nine, there was sort of like they could they could source from so yeah. many different visuals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's I, the same with Sin City. It's just the one. Yeah, you know, the one. The Frank yeah, Miller, Frank Miller. I mean, my source. my my. Uh, my understanding is is that it kind of uh, the actual Dick Tracy strips kind of predate that model of um, different yeah, people coming. Yeah, in. definitely. We're totally, that I kind think of Marvel that, DC, like like that kind of yeah. Uh, what is it like? Silver Gold Age of comic books, mm-hmm. where that kind of model is We're talking like different people. Yeah, yeah different people b- writing different that. characters. And I think I looked up Batman the, when Batman first came out as a comic book as well, or when it was created. Essentially, yeah. it was like 1938. So this predates Batman um, as a as a comic, but obviously it was emulating Batman quite. I was trying to I was trying to get some of that sweet Hollywood cash that Batman did the year before, and the 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 air was ripe. They well, were ready to. <laughs> I think no, but I think so. So I've got a whole. But Batman list evolved of... into that more contemporary model yeah, yeah, of comic yeah. book production. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that Dick Tracy didn't. Well, if you want to sort of slide into that, the whole Batman thing, and I think it's why this. Uh, well, I think it's a good reason why this movie <laughs> failed a little bit, is that like this finished production a month before Batman came out, right? But there are so many links and similarities to Batman. It's out of control. Like the Danny, Danny Elfman score. <laughs> it's basically like How one, many fucking Elfman know, scores but, have we done? No, it's but crazy. no, but if you listen to this score, it's got like two notes different. It's basically yeah. <laughs> the Batman score. Yep. It is like unbelievable. Um it's so close. There's, you know, um there's a like a, a single mob boss taking over all of the, you know, he's like, I'm going to take over all the town. If someone doesn't like it, I'm going to kill them. Like, it's like, it's exactly that scene. Yep, totally. There's the jumping through the glass at the jumping through the skylight. Yep. It's shot exactly the same. It's almost yep. like the same sound. Scaling walls. Yep. The but the end is, you know, like in, like seeming like a clock tower yep. and the bad guy falls Falling, to his death. Yeah, like yep, it totally. is. I had the same notes. Like, I'm just thinking like, how on earth did this, you know, it's like, blatantly, it's blatantly it's so emulating blatant. the film that came out before. And so, like, with all this build-up, and they would have had the same sort of build-up with Batman, is that you go and see this movie, and like, oh, it's the same friggin' yeah, movie. Yeah, but at the same time, so Batman, so this this finished production just before Batman came out, right? So mm. did they, I wonder if they had access to the, the, if they knew the script, if they knew the, if it was Who just knows? pure coincidence. Well, different I mean, studios, Warner, Warner Brothers yeah, different Disney, studios, like, yeah. I'm sure they, you know, they I'm probably sure weren't sharing They keep it all hush-hush, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, and also, um... Clearly, I mean, I guess this is more Batman Returns, although I guess the original Tim Burton Batman as well. A lot of cues from German Expressionism as mm, well, particularly yeah. in that um, that scene in the internals of the bridge. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, I, I had a note. It's like I'm loving the cinematography so much here, as I did with Batman Returns and stuff. And it's like, why the fuck am I watching these? And I should just go and watch an old <laughs> Fritz Lang movie or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why don't I just go watch M or something? Like, if I'm fucking digging <laughs> this so much, you know what I mean? The I kind of also felt this could have easily taken place in Gotham City. This could have yeah. been like another suburb, mm. or at least like on the outer skirts of Gotham City, where the city meets like Toontown from Who Framed Roger yeah. Rabbit. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of it like the world, like the world of crossing over. Yeah. Um, well, what what Batman uh, and uh, actually didn't have and was yeah. Stephen Sondheim songs. <laughs> mm. oh, Mandy Patinkin would be Mandy another Patinkin is in there. cast um, member as well. Yeah. Yeah, but those yeah the uh, the Tink the Tink. 
Um, yeah, Stephen Sondheim like wrote five songs for this movie. Won an Oscar for um, I'm like, Breathless. Pardon? I'm I'm Breathless. That uh, was the Madonna song. Later. Right? Sooner, or later. sooner or later. So he wrote. Is that he wrote five songs for Madonna? Right. Well, for this film. But he um, wrote the. Did you do the lyrics for yep, Madonna? Because yep. she didn't write. She, that sooner or later song is great. Yeah. Sooner or later. Yeah. So that's, the he's the, he's the lyricist, but he's yeah. you know he's like Sweeney Todd and Into the Woods and like mm. super famous assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Weekend of Bernie. He's, he's, Stephen Sondheim is. You know how there's like people who are really into musicals. He's kind of my 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 feeling about it is. Uh, Stephen Sondheim is who you say you're into if you if you want to seem like a little bit hip. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Take notes. I'm taking. Just let me write this down. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's okay. Yeah. It's kind of for the plea. More of a Sondheim like, guy. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm a bit. Sondheim is who you say if you think you're a bit more thinky and kind of like. <laughs> That's, that's my feeling. I mean, I'm not very far from a musical guy. Um, and then, yeah, on to Madonna, who um, Look, I, definitely one of the best parts of this movie. I, I was going to say, she was slammed in by critics in this. Really? I thought, yeah, I thought she was That was my awesome. understanding as well, yeah. is that she copped a lot of heat for just being a, she was for great. giving a terrible performance. She was great. She was so good. Yeah, so I, good. I felt exactly the same way. Sexy as she, hell. Yeah, and she she is she is she is acting exactly the way that she should in such a lurid comic booky yeah. movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to the Roger. yeah. Like yeah. how could they? <laughs> and then and like so they're slamming uh, Madonna. Yet um, Al Pacino gets a fucking Oscar nomination for this. Did he, he really? Yeah, and he is woeful in this movie hmm. he is so i just can't stand him um whereas oh yeah i thought she was just really really great she's great and you know like the 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 songs were so uh like obviously they were written for her and i think she just performs them so well she's so sexy in it um i tell you what i there's that sequence uh where this is a pg movie and she yeah. is in a sheer yeah, uh, like, and I was just it's, like, it's it's legit nudity. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, and I, and I still remember like the first time, like you know, like seeing this, and I was like, oh, there's there's some awakenings going on here, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> there's yeah, a little fruit yeah, tingle. Yeah, I saw it when I was 22, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I just and yeah, she was just so sick. and the costuming is fucking amazing. Mm, you know, yeah. some of those dresses yeah. and yeah, this is, this is like right at peak. Um, I think Vogue. Came out at like nineteen thirty as well. She wrote Vogue because of this movie. No shit. Yeah. Oh right, because that makes sense. Because yeah. Vogue is nineteen thirties vibe. Yeah. These are full like straight up nineteen thirties showgirls mm. kind of show tunes. Um, and that, but yeah, there's the that great little show, and you know there's that great little sequence when she's just sitting at the piano duetting with uh, mm. the um, tink, the tink, oh, and yeah, it's man. really great. Yeah, it's He's really great. really lovely. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Madonna is the subject of. The worst parts of this movie, like she, the, yeah, sorry, yeah. The, the way this movie treats women is grotesque. Yeah, bit, particularly her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like from every like she is, she is kind of uh, abused and denigrated from every angle. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, but 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 even by Tracy, it's it's so funny to me, like that. She's punished for her sexuality by Al Pacino and Paul Savino by um, them kind of owning her, owning her essentially, right? And even Warren Beatty is punishing her by withholding sex from her. Totally, you you know what I mean? Like, like go to the hearing and I'll fuck you. Basically, is what he says. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's it's fucking revolting. And 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 uh, 
Yeah, I the the thing that kept on coming into my head is is that Warren Beatty wasn't playing Dick Tracy, he was playing Warren Beatty. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Warren Beatty, famously um a person with repugnant kind of history of treating women. Well, you know uh, I mean? <laughs> they started dating uh, after this movie for a yeah, year. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Which, which was always the weirdest thing because he was 52. getting on. Yeah, 52 or whatever. She was 30. Um, was he 52 when he shot this? Yeah. No yeah. shit. He kind of he's starting to look yeah. it for huh. sure. You know, she was only paid 35K for this film as well. Fuck that out probably here. had something to do with Warren Beatty. $35,000 she was paid. And she would have been like, had she acted in anything before this? Was this her kind of no? Because I think like a league, yeah, like I think she, she was starting to like because I think a league of her own, league of her own, would have been desperately this, right? seeking, seeking Susan, Susan was early, was, wasn't it? Was, mm. That was in the eighties, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I kind of i I was kind of thinking about it, and this is kind of a half baked thought, but it's like Warren Beatty came to prominence during you know that um, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, yeah, like yeah. kind of glory period and very misogynistic uh, kind of yeah. But also era. the seventies was kind of like. Um, you know, it was an evolution or a repudiation to kind of like the clear-eyed idealism of the mm-hmm. 60s or whatever, you know, hippie or however you want to put it. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways, like, those movies were about, like, uh, repudiating or, like, kind of um, shitting on the uh, um, legacy of that mm. time. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. things got darker and yeah. weirder. And and that naivete kind of got um, sort of uh, sandpapered off. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that this is also Warren Beatty, like, kind of fucking his childhood as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, kind of committing a violence to his childhood. You know what I mean? Because those Dick Tracy comic books, even though they were about gangsters and crime and stuff, like, Dick Tracy was an all-American guy. And he was, um, you know, he was ingenious, and so that—that like, that is the what I remember from reading the comic books. Is the only the only little mirror I could, or a uh, little whisper of the comic books I could see in the film is when he's trapped downstairs and he does the little springboard routine um, yep. uh, up through the skylight. So he's got the notebook uh, out. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. How, how much Doing do his you? Physics. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's what Dick Tracy comic books were to me. It was like he would think up these little like. That's was, probably the only time he ever actually does anything like that in the exactly. film. He's pretty useless yeah, for, for the rest of the film, yeah. and he relies on other people. Like he relies on the kid to get him out of that jam with yeah, the, yeah. the explosive boiler room thing. Like if that kid wasn't there, he had no plan in place to get himself out of that jam. Yeah. He just kind of sat there, wriggled around a little bit, but he was he would have been dead. Yeah. From from what I remember, like the comic books, whatever the the moral purpose they were trying to teach little boys was like be smart, use your mm. head, you know, ingenious, you know, jump what I mean? on the back of cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and none of that's in there. And he's, and like Dick Tracy isn't even shown to be a good detective. Like he's no. he's like oh, no. he's obstructing due process. Yeah. Like in the yeah. first fucking yeah. fifteen minutes of the film his, and stuff. His, like, his his police mates like break him out of prison. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah, like, that's completely yeah. against the law. Like, why? Yeah. Even if he liked him, like, it's he, and what's his history with? Why does he like? He, he's going on this personal vendetta for Big Boy Caprice, but what's his why? What's his why does he care so much? There's no sort of explanation backstory as to like he's breaking the law. If it was just another criminal, he would have gone through the due process. But he's actually yeah. kind of not being a cop. <laughs> I think his I think his motivation is just kind of carried on from like the 
kind of is meant to just carry on from the ambient awareness we have of the character as like just a a great detective you know he is just definitionally against crime and it doesn't need to be Mm. more sophisticated than that but um yeah he doesn't solve anything he just like turns up at places uh yeah it was a wasted script it was uh yeah yeah. It's not. A, it's if they not had that much, fun, if they had that not, much source material, the material to pull from as well with all the comic books, then they could have. Yeah. Then they could have like really, really. Well, they could have made up. an actual kids movie, mm. which it isn't. It's, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like trying to be a bit of everything and yeah. mm. fails. Well, the the only bit, yeah, I mean, I do remember that loving that kid as a kid. As when do well. we eat? Yes, yeah, that, we eat? that stuck, stuck in my head as well. That stuck in my head as well, yeah. That, and he, I mean, uh, Charlie Cosmo, I think his name is, he mm. He did a couple of films and then he's like some high he highfalutin. He was a kid from Hook. He, he was, uh, he had another he did seem really, relatively, uh, oh, What About Bob? Another, have you seen that film? No. Um, it's great. Bill Murray. Um, and uh, Bob Hoskins? No, oh, no, what's his name from oh, uh, um, Close George, Encounters? Yeah, uh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, he plays Slice Richard Dreyfuss's son, who's a son. <laughs> <laughs> can I say there's this one David Letterman joke that has stuck in my head for the longest time? Is he had um, Richard Dreyfuss on to promote Mr. Holland's Opus, <laughs> and the whole time he he acted like he thought it was called Mr. Holland Sopus. <laughs> 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 He's asking him what a sopus is and stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh, Letterman. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just yeah, and there's no. I, I guess moving back to when we, it's like there's no um, uh, like the only real action in this movie is the the big Tommy gun shootout, mm. um, which is you know it's like well you've got to have a big Tommy gun shootout, which kind of like. You feel like someone like Flattop, kind of, you know, if he's the, he's kind of the key kind of gang, you know, like one of the key bad henchmen. protagonists, henchmen. You kind of think like in a movie like this, he you, you needs a bit more of a, a sort of, a bit more of a death, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, um, well, the the lead up to all these henchmen and all these characters uh, at their death and either side of it, it's pretty two dimensional. They don't really yeah. give you too much meat. Uh, to care yeah. about them or to care about them in life or death. It's kind of just yeah, like, that's yeah, right. maybe they're they're just caricature. Ass- caricatures. Yeah. maybe they just assume everyone knows their backstory from reading all the comics. And I don't, don't think the to- comic books gave them any sort of dimensionality, no, which no. is, which is why they all have these gimmicks, which is probably a good time to talk about the weird fucking makeup effects that are on <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Everyone apart from the detective. So all the bad guys have, have defects yeah. and, and weird. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's probably just spawned from the comics so they could actually like yeah. make this guy, the guy with the three lines on his head is called prune face and yeah, the guy with totally. the big round face is called round for baby face. Baby whatever. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. But I think it's the same thing as the production design. They were just trying to like transplant something yeah. from the comics. And, so, and it has this effect of just making it seem like... The garbage pal kids? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like almost Lynchian or something. Like it has this just strange, eerie. Yeah, mixed with the colours as well. Those colours and those faces, it's it's really off putting. Some of the makeup is uh, executed a lot better than the others. Like like flat top looks great. Like that looks really good. But then some of them look like they they've just baby face. Just just stand there and throw some silly putty at their face and hope (laughs) for the best. Well, like he he only turns up in that. 
beginning bit where um, they're playing the cards. Yeah, yeah, but that guy with the like baby face. baby face. Yeah, yeah. Or was it tiny face or tiny small face? face? Maybe tiny face. Tiny yeah. face. yeah, yeah. That was like something out of a fucking Brian Yuzner film or yeah. something. It was like something out of um, Society. Have you ever seen Society? No. no. It's a very strange, uh, gross movie. But yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah. They they didn't they didn't have. Somehow they didn't manage to make any of this feel light or fun. They just made it feel yeah. dark and even even when they were trying, like you know, there's that that bit near the start when he um he chases after the kid, and then you know the um uh, he's punching the guy in the the little shack, and the shack is like yeah, very yeah. comically that, like moving left and left and fo- and, yeah, and yeah. it's like you you sort of like you you're you're like none of that pays like none of that yeah, lightness it, pays off yeah or, yeah you know. it's meant to be dick tracy oh he's he's good guy wham bam pow like like a warner but, brothers cartoon sort of yeah but you know, like like yeah. sticking up for like you know uh bad dad or whatever but it's like before that it's like the father like belts the shit out of the kid you know what i mean like yep. it instead of like oh like he's a bad dad or whatever and like dick tracy comes to the rescue virtuous or whatever it's just like jesus christ i just saw some I just saw real child abuse, yeah. and, now, yeah. and now this disgusting, revolting-looking person, yeah. like with all this makeup effects, is like getting beaten to a pulp. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. It's it's yeah. Instead of light and fun, it's it's just so yeah, yeah grotesque, and is is the word I keep on coming back to. There's not a heap of action in this movie, no. but um, and 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 as you say, what little there is is very leaden yeah. as well. But I tell you what, and and spe- even like stiff is the um, it it looks like it hurts like hell is when he does the jump from the building onto the light pole, and it looks like that stuntman really copped it. Like he's sort <laughs> of like, and he's just like, boing, and it's like you watch that again, and you're like, oh. Oh, that's rough. In, in, yeah, yeah, well, in in a recent interview with uh, Warren Beatty, there's this, that scene where he jumps off the yeah. of the building, uh, and the stuntman uh, grabs the the, <laughs> the pole and whacks yeah. himself in the face, and he's like, "Do you did you ever feel bad for the you know directing that that stuntman as he as he whacked his face on the pole there and jumped on the roof?" And Warren Beatty was like, "Yeah, that actually really hurt a lot. I did that myself." He actually he was 52. He jumped off that ledge and onto the pole and then onto the roof. That was all him. Wow. Whacked his face on the pole. Huh. There you go. Yeah. Hats off to him. Mm. Well, um, speaking of big stunts. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd that sound dirty? <laughs> Why don't we... Uh, God, I'm cunning? trying to work this out. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to cut to an ad. I don't know how to... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just cut to an ad. Okay. I want This episode is brought to you by Loud Motorcycle Noises. You hear that? Doesn't sound great. Oh, hell yeah. You hear that? That's a loud motorcycle. God, I'm enjoying this so much. Just hearing these loud motorcycles. Where did that one go? What a fucking treat. Jesus Christ. I am having so much goddamn fun listening to these loud goddamn motorcycles. Oh, that was a special one. Do you hear that? It's got the thing with the thing. The, you know, the noise. Oh. Woo! Yeah! Ha! He's 
gonna do it. He's gonna do it! He's doing it! Woo! I want Well, I certainly uh, hope uh, that ad was as successful as the ad campaign. I'm just disgusted. Yeah, listen, I'm, uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to email them and say we won't be doing that ad The standards are again, better than that, man. And mm. then I will be calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Can I just town. talk about, like, Warren Beatty? I'm, I'm finding it hard to cohere. Like, what an unlikable, like, nothing character um, he is. And there's a couple of, like, notes that I think illustrate it pretty well. Uh it seems like all he does with his, like, cop colleagues is, like, tell them to do his laundry mm. and to make him better coffee and yep. stuff. And look after the kid. Yeah. Yeah, he tells Tess Trueheart to just, like, look after the fucking kid. Uh, you know, d- does not, like, withholds all emotion and affection from Tess. Mm. Um, with I mean, withhold sex from Madonna as a form of violence, as, as we um, touched on before. When the kid... He says, uh, oh, I finally got a new name. I changed my name to Dick Tracy Jr. You know, he pretty much goes, huh, cool. <laughs> and then splits. She's like, totally. Yeah. Back to like, the orphanage for you. Yeah, like no no expression of emotion or like uh, pride or love or anything. Yeah. And the film pretty much literally ends with him like throwing an enga- engagement ring yeah. at Tess Trueheart yeah. as, as him and the kid uh, – you know, off to solve some crime em up, crime yep. or whatever. Some crime em ups. <laughs> it's yep. fucking revolting. Yeah, and 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 also the way that he he inculcates uh like the kid into this like gross mi- misogynist world. Like, you Making know when when Tess when when Tess is taking the kid to like get some new clothes, mm-hmm. um, the kid runs out. Ah, I don't want to wear these stinking clothes. And Tracy grabs him and says, "You know, if 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 you don't want to wear the suit." <laughs> I'm fucking Dick, <laughs> Donald Trumpleson. If you don't wear the suit, uh, um, it's a great suit. Yeah, just uh, and people are saying it more and more. Yeah. It's a great suit. <laughs> no, but he tells the kid, uh, you know, if you don't wear the suit, just tell her that you don't want to wear the suit. You know what I mean? It's like from like from the beginning. It's like if you don't want to listen to a woman, just don't listen to a woman. Mm. You you dumb shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> This is just so fucking revolting. The man has, like, that character has no virtue, like, and and we're meant to, like... You try it's to, like the you very end of the movie when, when uh, it's super close to the end or the, maybe the last line. It's just like, she's pretty good for a dame. And it's yeah. like, you mean this woman who has just looked after you for, like, yeah. for <laughs> ages? Performed and, so much genuine, real yeah, and emotional labor yeah. for you. For, for 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 nothing. Yeah, and now, and now and now this 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 great guy is about to take you to a crime scene or a robbery or something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah, come on, Tracy. It's just like, uh, hold on, this is not like you know you're supposed to be an honorary detective. This is a, a fun mm. thing for yeah, like yeah. a seven year old kid. Don't take him to the actual crime. See a murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what you're trying to say is you guys are trying to say is he's, he's he's a bit of a dick. Another big performance. Another performance I did not like at all um, was Al Pacino as uh, what's a uh, big lips. Caprice, no, no big, uh, big, boy big, Caprice. big boy Caprice. Yes. Um, lips was uh, uh, oh yeah, lips um, But uh, he um, <laughs> apparently, yeah, he got a best actor nomination for this movie, um, and I failed to see at any point why. What do you got? Oh, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. That's all he fucking says. Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> oh man, it's it, like 
uh, I totally can, uh, you know, get on board with the centre woman, you know, hoo haring mm. uh, Al Pacino to some degree, but um, it was just that turned to eleven the yeah. whole time, and yeah. I was just like, oh, well, what come I was wondering on. is, it's like, not a performance, yeah, because <laughs> what is what I think is that there's two modes of appreciating um, Al Pacino. There's appreciating him as a great actor in The Godfather or Dog Day Afternoon or whatever. So there's yeah. Topico's great, huh? Oh, yeah, it's fucking amazing. So yeah, good. and then there's him just like when did he start just turning in these performances? Which is just yeah, just him it's yelling. Probably, and, yeah, once he once he sort of earned his stripes as a serious actor in Hollywood, he probably just wants to let his hair down a little bit and uh, put on yeah. some makeup and and put on some high heels and dance around in a colorful purple but it's suit. A weird degeneracy, like. Uh, He's been doing it ever since. He's kind of De Niro uh, and uh, Pacino are both pretty self-destructive these days. Yeah. yeah, they're not doing any any favors for their legacies, are yeah. they? Well, there's you know there's Adam Sandler films to make, guys. Um, <laughs> both yeah, of them Ed- have made Adam Sandler movies. Oh, they have. Yeah, That's, Adam uh, Sandler's the one making all the bank these days. Anyway, he's like fucking. Yeah. he is one of the richest people. Yeah, he just gets to go on holidays. Isn't, isn't that the thing that, yeah. that he just... He, he just plans his movies around his holidays. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I think like there's That's that movie genius. where he goes to Africa with um, uh, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> it's just like, that seems like a good place to go on holiday. <laughs> Is the I, resort nice? I can just right. go, oh, for a bit and we'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> I keep on thinking that um, Al's going to put in some effort. Well, the, at the, some this, point, well, soon. no, it, it'd be the, the Irishman that's coming out soon. That oh, really? looks amazing. It's the new Netflix um, bankrolled, uh, Scorsese directed, uh, Pacino, De Niro, uh, which is uh, Pesci, uh, Harvey Keitel. Um, it's a feature. It's a feature gangster. It's classic Scorsese fodder, but mm. like everything you want it to be. It's going to be like in the same vein. So it kind of closes out the, it, it's, yeah, it's closes gonna, out the trilogy. Yeah, it'll make like up with some of those ends. Goodfellas Casino. Yeah, 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 definitely. And Interesting. That, that's, that's been in the works for a little while, but that's coming out soon. Is that a fact, Sib? Oh, that sounds like a fact. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Ooh, right. Okay, so uh, who's gonna? Let's uh, let's both Kane and I can probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's let's yeah. do this. So yeah. uh, three facts. One of them is a not factual. Some one of them is a reverse fact. Okay, fact number one: This movie still holds the record for the most Academy Awards by a comic book film adaptation. Mm-hmm. Fact nominations. Awards. So actual, actual awards. Wins. Actual okay. awards. Wins. Mm-hmm. Nods. Gongs. Yep. Oscars. Mm-hmm. Little little gold. Yeah, yep. cool. You get you get picking up one and putting it in there. Gotcha. Fact number two. Shane Black was hired to jazz up the original script and it actually contained a lot more innuendo, including the lines by Big Boy Caprice, This dick is becoming a real pain in my ass. And another line by Tre- Tess Trueheart, Dick, you're in too deep. Fact number three. Well, some of the shit that fucking Madonna says is pretty spicy. <laughs> yeah. Fact number three. Pruneface was almost played by Ronald Reagan. No. No fucking way. He would have been just, like, it'd just be Bush the first, right? It would be, yeah, Bush first. So, so we've got no. He's no. He was degenerated by Alzheimer's while he was still president. 
Fact number one is this movie still holds the record for the most nomination, or sorry, Academy wins. Awards, actual wins yep. by a comic book film. Fact number two, Shane Black was hired to jazz up the script. Uh, a lot with more those, innuendo. Dick is becoming a real pain in my ass by Big Boy Caprice and Tess mm. Hart saying, Dick, you're in too deep. Yep. And Printface was almost Ronald Reagan. What do we got? Uh, Reagan. You're going to say Shane Black. Mike gets all the money, you get nothing. What? Because Reagan was almost yeah. uh, Pruneface. That would have made that made sense. Like yeah. he, he just finished being president. He was a past actor. Like you just, know, just wheel in like a, a fucking a desiccated coconut <laughs> yeah. full of Alzheimer's. Well, he already he already looked like a prune. Him, so. Yeah, cover, cover him up with a bit of makeup. <laughs> yeah, no and, shit, he did yeah. look yeah. like that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. They would have just wheeled him in, sat him. Probably would save them money. He could have been Mumbles as well. To be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie still to the day holds the most Academy Award wins for a comic book film yeah. uh, with three wins. The Dark Knight uh, won two. Yeah. So yeah. still to this day. I was day. trying to think what, what the competitors would yeah. be and it would be The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. What did, what, what did, do you know what they all won for? Well, uh, Sondheim won for best song. It'd have to be production. Also. I didn't look it up, but it'd have yep. to be like production design or something, right? Mm. Like the, the the sets and the, just the visual the visual effects maybe or the something yeah. like that and i mean the shane black thing i just wanted to make some dick jokes to be honest so <laughs> that's uh, i feel like there weren't enough of them i don't know I uh, could one just for really... makeup and art direction wow <laughs> so have we got any more like uh, i mean oh well there was a, actually there was a few um other actors i spotted you know in amongst this enormous cast have um, we even mentioned dustin hoffman <laughs> no no like <laughs> dustin mumbles. hoffman yeah, yeah mumbles um who was kind of great. Yeah, you know? he was like, good. You know, and um, uh, and I, I do like the, uh, in, in, in like a torture sequence that just involves like him just wanting a glass of water as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh. Totally. And that was, that was one thing I was really quite visceral from when I was a kid, remembering yeah. him as mumbles and being, being tortured really under, yeah, sweating yeah. under the light yeah. um, and really feeling... Yeah, for those the first I kind of torture that, or like but is isn't it so weird that that like we've now just pointed out three things that stuck in our heads about this movie that that really lingered because yeah. I agree. There's 100%. so much of that I had like was a blank of this movie. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, those those things were just yeah. so, so so yeah. Storyline. I just mumbles. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's is barely there, anything. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me now, what happens? I couldn't fucking tell you. It's all yeah. over the place, and the ending's a mess. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the the. Mumbles under the lights, oysters, uh, oysters, and when do we eat? Like yeah. those, the yeah. When I saw all three of those, I went. It was just this rush of recollection, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? with all of those. Hmm. Um. So I spotted uh, Kathy Bates is the stenographer. Um, yeah, ah, I saw a credit for her, right. but I yeah. didn't see her. So she's um in the in that first scene when she's trying huh. to get Mumbles uh, to talk, yeah, and yeah. she's the the stenographer doesn't know what to write. I down. remember the shot. Um, I didn't pick up that. that yeah, was um, and th- this because I think this was like around the time that like Misery was yeah, like well, out Warren, the next year. So Warren Beatty almost directed and starred in Misery uh-huh. over James Caan as well, okay. and James Caan of course. And James yeah. Caan, the crossover. Um, He'd really just got out his his file of facts, his little teledex, and just called everyone in the yeah. book, didn't he? Yeah. Well, that that's kind of like that's the stereotype of Beatty writers that he's kind of king of Hollywood yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, Colm Meany, who uh, is he's just been in everything. Um, he's you know Con Air and bunch of, like like he's just a bit actor in so many things spotted him in the background um and estelle parsons 
um, who Don't is Miss Troop. Um, so she won an Oscar. She's in Bonnie and Clyde again, another Warren Beatty. Um, mm. She's um, Gene Hackman's wife. Um, she is the mum from Roseanne. Hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff, but Estelle, she's a Miss Tru- Mrs. Trueheart, like the the mum, um, huh. and her voice is so uh, so distinct as someone who is sort of just uncomfortable with a situation or like you know the busybody or something like that. But yeah, she's oh, great. Oh, Meanie, yeah, yeah, I remember him now. He was in Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine. Yes, it, yeah, he's Irish. Uh, always plays kind of like hard man. It's in uh, Under Siege and stuff. I'm looking at the IMDb and Catherine O'Hara is yeah, credited as well. I think she might have been um, one of the like in, in the the club. Um, okay. Yeah, but I, I yeah I saw Catherine O'Hara and I was like, where where did you turn up? Yeah. You know, because this is this is a pure Home Alone time. You know. Yeah. Um, that's and speaking me. of, yeah. uh, old mate, uh, little McCulkin. wee man McCulkin was almost cast as the kid, but he, he mm. sort of opted to go for Home Alone. What a great choice. What a great choice. <laughs> That's a great choice. choice. That's a smart That's, decision. That was a good yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's finish up. Thanks as always to Jeremy Wartsman up at Jackie Winter Group for providing the recording space. Be sure to check their podcast out. Uh, Jackie Winter gives you the business. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Deja underscore review where Deja review podcast on Instagram and you can email us at hello at Deja review podcast.com um, as of this recording uh, we've had a few star reviews but no more written reviews um, which is a shame because if you write one then Kane will write you a dirty limerick sure will um, so uh, so get your uh, get your writing going on mm. yeah um, I've uh, I've been Mike Kens. Uh, over here is Kane Porkchop Daniel. Bye. And Seb Seabass Godfrey. It's been a good time. I've had a really good time. I love you, Seb. I love. I'm in love with you. Oh, thanks, guys. You're all right. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Mike, would you mind leaving the booth for a second? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.